Hi, welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where you learn about how to navigate wedding stress and drama with grace and ease. We're talking about what it means to be a bride, what that does to your identity and your closest relationships. I'm your host, Kara Gassibay, and as a life coach and therapist, I'm sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Whispers to a Bride called Love Maps. Today, I want to talk a little marriage prep. I absolutely love marriage prep and think it's so bizarre how little focus is placed on this in our culture. We literally spend more mental energy picking out the linens for our reception table than we do to really take the time to reflect on what our marriage is going to be about, what are the practices and principles and pillars that make up the years ahead of us? How are we putting down a foundation of success? We put more hours into researching the band than really researching into what it takes to make a relationship work over the long haul. What happens when you add moves and births and deaths and all of the changes that will happen in the years together? Like, what helps people navigate this stuff successfully? Not only as an individual, but as a couple. How do couples use these things to become stronger? It's something that we don't take a lot of time to think about. Do we take a minute to research what is the best way to handle conflict? No, usually we don't, right? We default into what we saw growing up. And for some of us, that can really work. If you happen to have parents with a marriage you really want to emulate, you're so lucky. You've got the roadmap. But don't forget, your spouse didn't have that same front row seat to your parents' marriage. So your assumptions and your default mode of operating are only in your head. Your partner doesn't have that same default setting. Theirs could be very different. So you're still going to want to have conversations together to figure out how to actually put what's in your mind, this dream and this vision and how you assume it's going to go. How can you really communicate that together and lay out a roadmap for the two of you? Now, for other people, for a lot of people, they decidedly want something different from what their parents had. And again, this is where taking sort of a pause to do some marriage prep, do some dreaming and scheming about what you want your marriage to really be about and feel like. And what do you want the day-to-day to to be like? What do you want the big picture to be like? Like this stuff is so helpful and useful in the same way you do for your wedding, where you get a vision and pick like a theme or a vibe and just make a bunch of decisions. Is it intimate? Is it big? Is it formal? Is it casual? Who's invited? What are you serving? Like all of that stuff, all the details you put into that day can actually be a metaphor for how to think about planning your entire marriage. But we will be revisiting this topic and I'll be doing lots of episodes on some great like marriage prep tips. And a lot of the work will be sort of referring to and leaning on is the work of Dr. John Gottman that he has developed over the years of really doing a lot of great, really cool social science experiments and interviews and 
just looking at all the data. And he's got these seven principles for marriage, and I have found them to be really, really useful. So today we are just going to tackle one, and that's called the love map. And a love map is basically the term to describe how well you know your partner. Think of it as a map describing your partner's inner world. So what's going on in their head? Do you know that terrain really well? Like, Does your map have the details that could help you navigate with precision and care? The way you build your love map is through communication with your partner, right? It's really that friendship aspect of your relationship, catching up, chatting, know what's going on with them. What are they dreaming about? What are they stressing about? What are the friends that they're enjoying at the moment? What are the ones that they're missing? It's the big stuff and the little stuff. It's really just knowing your partner. You can also think of a love map as a file. That's sort of another great visual for this concept. And you want to have a really fat file. Like you want lots of tidbits of info that you continue to add to over time. Like any file you see on those crime dramas, like you want someone, if someone asked you for your file on your husband or your partner, you want to be able to drop on their desk a really thick file. Like, you know, all the things. And because this is really about seeing your partner, it's about knowing them. It's about being a witness to their life. I remember in my single days when I would go through something really dramatic or make a big change or accomplish something really big. My biggest wish was that I had met my person so that they could witness this. Like that was the part of marriage I was most excited for and most yearning for. And I think we all have that strong desire for a witness, for that person who knows us intimately and they know what matters to us, how much is at stake, how much we wanted something, how hard we tried, what it really took. Like that, there's just something so beautiful about thinking of your partner as that witness. And that is the potential of marriage, right? And I think that's what so much of what we're yearning for and looking for is really all about is someone who understands us, who really, really sees us and who gets it. Because we're all just like going through this life, going through all these crazy things and having somebody right there by your side who is seeing your specific journey and appreciating it. Ah, I mean, that's what real intimacy actually is about. The thing about it is, even though I'm talking about it in the sense of marriage prep, it's an ongoing thing, right? There's always more to learn, more intimacy to build with each other. And not only does knowing each other really deeply build an unbreakable bond and closeness, it creates this wonderful buffer for the stressors that are going to come up. One of the reasons we want the love map in a really great place before you get married and in early years, and it, the reason that I want you to start practicing just the concept and just having it in your mind and practice having the conversations, practice having these check-ins and, and just reminding yourself to be a witness and to know the details is because you're going to run into stressors in your marriage. Like big major changes are going to come along. These love maps, the more detailed love maps you have, the fatter that file, they create this beautiful buffer. So when you have sort of a stressful event, 
you're going to weather that storm so much easier if you really are in close contact with each other. One of the classic examples is having a baby. In case you haven't heard, having a baby puts tremendous strain on a relationship. And one of the, you know, there's a million reasons why, but one of the basic reasons is because when a woman has a baby, she goes through, I mean, a huge metamorphosis, like it's just a really profound change who she feels like she is in the world, her priorities, her relationship with her body and, you know, her vision for her life, her values, like all of it just reshuffles in this one act of having a baby in a different way. You know, she's forced into this change in a really different way than her husband might be. And so a lot of times you'll see that mother-child bond is so close and it's so strong and it's so intense and overwhelming and time-consuming that because the husband's not going through it in that same way, he can start to like feel left behind or drift away and it's just sort of be on the outside looking in unless he's in the habit already of checking in and really keeping track of where his wife's mind is, where her emotions are. And if he's got that habit of creating that detailed love map about his wife before, he'll be able to continue doing it during this intense time. And he won't feel as as left out. There won't be this big, deep rift that starts to happen with a lot of uh, relationships. Again, that's just one example of how having that great love map, if you really know each other really well going in, you can keep tabs and keep up with how you're changing along the process, along the journey of a new baby or a move or a death of a loved one or whatever the case might be. So what I want to do is to give you a little exercise you can do to kind of get a sense of you know, how well developed are your love maps? And I am going to read 20 statements. These are like yes or no statements, true or false statements. And if you can say yes or true to 10 of them, which is half of them, your love map is in a really good place. And of course, you can always obviously learn more, go deeper, circle back to some of the things you might not have answers for. And if you're below 10, this is definitely an area you want to really start to focus on. This is foundational for a good relationship. Let me begin. Again, there'll be 20 statements, even if you're driving or whatever you're doing, just kind of listen and see if you can kind of keep track. If are you saying yes to like half of these, that's kind of your goal. So let's begin. Number one, I can name my partner's best friends. Number two, I can tell you what stresses my partner is currently facing. Number three, I know the names of some of the people who have been irritating my partner lately. Number four, I can tell you some of my partner's life dreams. Number five, I'm very familiar with my partner's religious beliefs and ideas. Number six, I can tell you about my partner's basic philosophy on life. Number seven, I can list the relatives my partner likes the least. Number eight, I know my partner's favorite music. Number nine, 
I can list my partner's three favorite movies. Number 10, my spouse is familiar with my current stresses. 11, I know the three most special times in my partner's life. Number 12, I can tell you the most stressful thing that happened to my partner as a child. Number 13, I can list my partner's major aspirations and hopes in life. 14, I know my partner's major current worries. 15, my spouse knows who my friends are. 16, I know what my partner would want to do if he or she suddenly won the lottery. 17, I can tell you in detail my first impressions of my partner. 18. Periodically, I ask my partner about their worldview right now. 19. I feel my partner knows me pretty well. 20. My spouse is familiar with my hopes and aspirations. Hopefully, looking over those 20 statements, you could say yes or true to at least half of them. And the ones that you don't, definitely circle back. If you feel like you knew more about your partner, but then when it came time to saying whether your partner knew it about you and they didn't, that might be a great opportunity for you to start sharing more. I think sometimes people get out of the habit of asking questions. It doesn't mean you can't start the conversation yourself. I'm sure your partner would be super interested to hear. It just didn't occur to them to ask. Of course, if you ask them a question, they are definitely going to reciprocate and ask the same of you. So however you want to go about it, Just get in there, start asking from the fun, light ones about the movies and music to the more interesting ones about their friendships right now, what's going on with their boss. Make sure you know about the stresses, what's happening at work, know the family landscape. Childhood is always a great one. Can you, you know, naming their most stressful time? I love that one. Like, what are those defining childhood moments? Are you super aware of them? Again, these things. We sort of take for granted. We think we know, but so often we don't know. And there's these big gaps in our understanding or our recollection or just areas of our love map that are not fully fleshed out, pieces of the file that are missing. And it's so fun to just make it more complex, make that file fatter and just know each other better. So I hope this really helps. It's such a foundational, fundamental element of a good marriage. But like I said, it's also easy to miss. And it just makes so much sense because at the end of the day, we all want to be seen and validated and known. That is the promise of marriage. And this is the tool that can help you get there. So until next time, I am wishing you bridal bliss. If you have questions about this tool, the love map, or any other issue that you're dealing with as you're planning your wedding or heading into these newlywed years, find me on Instagram at Kara Gassabe or come to my website, karamoreen.com. Reach out. Always happy to help you in any way I can. Take care and I'll see you next time.